listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast. We believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can visit us at www.sevenrivers.org backslash students. This is the place where we talk about the spilt milk of parenting teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Episode four, and this is still the title. Yeah. People like it. Oh, they do? Have you gotten official feedback? Oh, my goodness. Like, Emily, (laughs) biggest fan of the title. It's because she's that was in the vowels. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Mikey Puckett. And I'm Sarah Harris. And we believe all students Students are are lovable through through the relationship with Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Shoot. That's the first time we ever messed up. Oh, no. I kind of want to start over, but I want people to know that we're real people, too. Let's leave it in there. Okay. We're practicing vulnerability, right? Yeah. I don't love vulnerability. Me neither. It's pretty difficult. <laughs> it's really hard. It's pretty difficult. But we, because we believe in the gospel, like you said, in a relationship with Jesus, we can say, hey, here's Here our mess. Yep. Here's our spilt milk. We so, <laughs> yeah, here it is, Man. essentially. Here's the spilt milk. Man. Yeah. Are you right? Yeah. Oh wait, you might be hearing cheerleaders. Oh, don't be mistaken. It's not out. It's not outside your house. It's not outside your car. It's not. It's not <laughs> like another video playing on your iPhone. It's, it's actually <laughs> in this room. It's like they're in the room with us. <laughs> we have cheerleaders. Let's go, Warriors. Oh yeah, sir. You got it. Yeah, I should Some have clapping. been a cheerleader. So if you hear cheerleaders during this episode. It is what it is. It's spilt <laughs> milk. Okay, guys. It's freaking spilt milk. Freaking spilt milk. <laughs> so here we go. But they're our favorite girls. It's okay. Yeah, we love them. All right. Here's the spilt milk. <laughs> We're trying. There is no Broadway performance Dang this it. week. Like, Sarah's actually more disappointed. I was like, I mean, that was my shining moment. I was a star. You were a star. You, I, <laughs> and I'm not even like saying this to fluff you up. Like that was like for real. That was good. It's I was I had moved. a great um, co-star. I, yeah. Well, no, I was, I was bad, and that's okay. <laughs> All right. It's spilt milk. It's the spilt milk. It's the freaking spilt milk podcast. Freaking spilt. We should rename it. I'll actually, I could get behind spilt milk if we put freaking in front of it. <laughs> The freaking spilt milk podcast. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels like that sometimes. It's yeah. just a hot mess. Uh-huh. Um, but it's good. It's good. Uh-huh. And and we're in the mess with you and you're in the mess with us. And and like the big thing, you know, that we you know, this podcast is for those parents right now who are just struggling or in the rough, um, mm-hmm. or in the in the mess of parenting, uh, you know, who are struggling with their teenagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, teenagers are very difficult. Uh they can be it's it's complicated with them. Everything is is new. They're learning how to. They're going from concrete to more mm-hmm. feeling and thinking mm-hmm. and emotions, um, more less less and more abstract and worldview. And they're starting to bring in, you know, all these weird ideas and concepts into your family, into mm-hmm. your your other <laughs> children. <laughs> oh gosh! They're bringing their friends home, and you're like, what? That's you your friend. <laughs> Where did you find that kid? Where did you it was <laughs> it was tri- They brought a trip home. <laughs> seriously, seriously. <laughs> 
That's not funny, okay? <laughs> Trip's awesome. <laughs> Trip is my favorite kid. So don't take offense, other no, listeners. I'm not taking offense. Not I'm you. Oh, other listeners. You care about them more than my feelings? No, Trip is my favorite. I don't oh, want them favorite. to be offended. Oh, then oh yeah. If you have kids, don't be offended. Yeah. Right. Because Trip is my favorite. Yeah, Trip's. He's my favorite too. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we we wanted to um, first just start this podcast off just by saying this is really hard. Mm-hmm. I, I, we can. We have been doing our story work. Uh, that's part of the thing at Seven Rivers is is you get to do story work and you get to be in process here, and that's a beautiful thing, a messy thing, but it's, it's beautiful. Uh, and and that's one of the things that we know that if you're journeying with us right now you're doing right now like you probably maybe tune into a podcast on parenting is like yes i'm gonna get five steps on how to <laughs> be a better parent you know mm. but we disappointed you yeah. if that was your expectation what you got was the lion king the and li- a broadway <laughs> skit uh, a lot of entertainment yeah lots of entertainment uh and and so we what we are trying to offer you is actually something better than mm-hmm. five steps to being a better parent we're trying to offer you uh the gospel we're trying to offer you an opportunity for you to see the fingerprints of God on your story, to realize mm-hmm. that God is holding holding the pen of your life. Mm-hmm. Literally, he's the one writing it out and authoring it. And I think that can generate a lot of anger towards God because you look back at your childhood and you look back at your little self and you can go, God, why did you write this into my life? Mm-hmm. I think that's actually a better spot to be in. Now, I'm not a professional counselor mm-hmm. than being looking back at that little kid and going, what is wrong with you? Yeah. What was wrong with you as a little kid? Yeah. What was wrong with m- little Mikey? Like, what made you that way? Mm-hmm. Why are you acting like that way? Wh- who? What's your problem? Mm-hmm. And it's all an attack on my identity. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually probably healthier to look back and go, God, why? Why mm-hmm. did you do this to me? Mm-hmm. Because then you're actually understanding your value. Mm-hmm. You're understanding that you are God's son. You're God's child. And you're crying out to God. Mm-hmm. Right? You're actually participating in who you are called to be, which is his beloved son, beloved daughter. And you're crying out to God and and you're crying out for him uh, to have a relationship with you and to engage and to share with you and to show you and and, and give you a vision Mm -hmm. um, for how he's making things new. And so that's that's what you're that's a great place to be. If that's you as you're navigating your story and going, God, why did you do this? Uh, Why did you allow evil to happen to me? Mm -hmm. Uh, Why is this happening and occurring? Um, And maybe. And, 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 and if you're looking back on your story and looking back towards your little kid self, um, and if I'm looking back towards little Mikey, if I'm violent, if I'm mean, if I say words that are like, you're a loser, you're a punk, you're a jerk, you're perverted, mm-hmm. you know, I'm attacking, you know, in a sense, God's child, God's mm-hmm. son, um, God's beloved son. And, and what I'm doing is I'm really kind of like traumatizing myself and really, in a sense, abusing myself, mm-hmm. um, my little kid self. And what we want to work towards is for you to be able to have empathy and kindness towards your little kid self, understanding that you were a little kid, understanding that your brain was developing and processing. Mm-hmm. And yes, you made mistakes. And yes, you're responsible for those choices. But man, the Lord adores little kid Mikey. Man, mm-hmm. th- man, the Lord adores little kid Sarah mm-hmm. um, with pigtails. Um, <laughs> you know, he adores her. He adores um, me. And that's a great place to be. And then from that spot of knowing that you're loved and to cry out to God and say, well, then, God, if you love me, then why? Mm-hmm. I think we're on to something. But I'm, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I yeah. don't know. I think, I think that's, that's, I think one of the things that I am, um, I encourage myself in and other, you know, friends or whatever is 
speaking to little kid Sarah as I would expect my child's best friend to speak to them. So if if you wouldn't let someone say what you're saying to yourself to trip, yeah, I, that's a weird sentence, but no, you get what yeah. I'm saying, then then why are we speaking to ourselves mm, that way? Yeah. We aren't bring it's it's just kind of an indicator maybe not to bring shame on ourselves in that moment, but to to say, where's Jesus in this? Because yeah. I'm, I'm speaking to myself as a child in a way that I would never allow someone to speak mm. to my son or daughter in. Right. Um, and so let me figure out how I can bring Jesus into this situation. Yeah, where's the forgiveness? Where's the mm-hmm. hope? Where's the re- Where's the promise of mm-hmm. God's going to make this right again? God's going to heal this. God is a healer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in your story, uh, in your childhood story. Uh, yeah, and, and I am... You know, like I have this little voice that speaks in my head, and I think I've shared it before on the podcast. But it's so, it's so, it is, it is, it is mean, and mm-hmm. it's not nice. Uh, and it, and when I look back on my story, it is pretty, pretty violent. So I'm going to share just actually a little bit, though. Like, so I tried this. So if I'm going to tell people to do this, maybe I should try it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagined a moment in my story where I was like, I lied. Mm-hmm. to my teachers in kindergarten and I was like what I it's, this is what I did I told all the kids in kindergarten that in my attic there was a treasure chest full of gold <laughs> okay so this is this is what I was telling all my friends for a whole week and they're like okay bring in a piece of the gold and prove that you're not lying Uh-oh. and so the whole week and I had to figure out a way how to bring in gold to my class on Monday for show and tell and so I'm super concerned. Well, I asked my parents if I can borrow a coin. And so they had this cool, I don't know, maybe it was a quarter, but I thought it was really cool. <laughs> maybe it was a, it might have been like one of those dollars, oh like yeah, dollar like a coins. Silver so dollar. I was like, this is really cool. So I put it in a bag that you can't see in. And so I brought this one coin in a bag and I showed up to school and all of my friends came running up and were like, did you bring gold? And I was like, <laughs> yes, I oh brought gold. Gosh. And they wanted to see it. And I was like, no, you can't see it. It'll, it'll blind you. <laughs> So this is five-year-old Mikey, like, and this makes every everyone's like, oh yeah, we oh it's too gosh. shiny, it'll blind us. But they could feel the around the bag and feel the coin, and all that stuff. And so what eventually happens is my teacher wises up and says, <laughs> this Mikey has been lying this whole week. He's in big trouble. All his friends are kind of picking up on it. And so she tells my mom, I get in huge trouble, like massive trouble. I deserve it. I was a hot mess. I was crying. And I deserve and I deserve the trouble. And this might be me popping out a little bit, uh, but I was in a way, my experience where I when I envision that moment, I see an angry mom at me, like just completely beside herself that her son would make up a story and lie. And 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 maybe my mom wasn't thinking that way. I haven't talked to her about that or anything. Um, but it is a memory in my head that really kind of like as I reflect, that I go back to like I just felt so. Um, gross. Mm-hmm. It was weird to say gross. I felt yucky. Um, and maybe that's guilt and that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, like just the anger that I saw in my mom's face is like for from then on, you know, in a sense, when I look back on my story there, I always have that same face as an adult towards that kid mm-hmm. that I saw in my mom, this mm-hmm. anger, this frustration. And so I did this little exercise where I wrote a letter to that kid as if I was in the room with my mom and me. Um, and I wrote a letter to that kid and it was just really a sweet moment for me to say, you know, yes, own that you're wrong, but also to say, you're not defined by lying. Mm -hmm. It's, it's paid for. It's forgiven. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus loves you. You're a beloved son. 
you matter. And I think if I was in the room as an adult seeing that, if I could go back in time, I think afterwards, after my mom left the room, I would want to just pick myself up off the floor in a puddle of tears and just hold myself mm-hmm. and just say, it's, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. You matter. You're loved. Um, Jesus is here with you. Mm-hmm. He's going to make this right. He's going to make sense of this. And so this is a little exercise I did just to bring you guys in on it. Uh, and it was, it, was, it was good. It was good to, in some ways, uh, to have empathy mm-hmm. and to understand and to kind of reverse some of the yuckiness I felt um, and realize, like, yeah, I was lying. But also, <laughs> I, I, I made that into... And then from then on, I was like this kid that all the time, whenever I got in trouble, I would like bring the spanking spoon to my parents <laughs> and say, please punish me. I uh-huh. deserve it. I need it. And so I've always wrestled my Christian life with this idea of grace. That was a moment for me to go back and to allot myself grace. Mm. Like Jesus has allotted me to give myself something I didn't deserve, but yet did deserve because of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, which is like the paradox of grace um, and the paradox of being a Christian is you are unlovable, but you are lovable. How is that possible? Jesus. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. <laughs> let's sing worship songs. Let's praise him right now. So that's that's kind of that's kind of the the thrust of mm-hmm. the main point that we've been trying to get at over the few weeks with your story and, and really wanting to get you to a point where you can show kindness and show grace to yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Sarah, you seem Yeah, like no, it just it brings back it, it brings back memories of of um I've done similar kind of exercise with um, actually with one of the counselors that we have on staff. Here's the plug for seven rivers. Yeah. Seven dot oh. org backslash counseling. Seven rivers dot org backslash counseling. Amazing counselors. Um, Love them. What's their name? Yeah. Marsha. Marsha. Lindsay, Lindsay. David. Rich. They're incredible. They're incredible. Yeah. So I've, I've been, you know, we, we all kind of have seen counselors on and off at, in our time here on staff and, uh, I, I've seen Marsha and I think you have too, but we, um, we kind of talk about this. There's this like one incident. I mean, one incident in my life, um, that I just always kind of go back to making a 95 on a test, a math test one time in middle school. And it was like, um, I just remember my dad who is a very loving, kind man. And again, that's kind of maybe me popping out, but, um, my favorite person in the world. And he was really, you know, Mm. really angry. And so, um, even now when I fail kind of going back to like, I speak to myself as if I'm seventh grade Sarah who made a 95 instead of a hundred and and who was really capable of more. And we know you can do better. And so, and I have that voice. Um, and so my, you have the look of, of your mom and I have the the voice of my dad saying you could have been better there. And so going, and, and so over the past six, eight, 12 months working through looking at little Sarah you know, middle school Sarah, who's already awkward mm. <laughs> and, and goofy and, and saying it's, it's okay. Yeah. You're not defined by a grade on a test. Even right. if you made 95s for the rest of your life, first mm. of all, that's decent. Now that I'm yeah. in my thirties, I know that's decent, but you're not defined. Even if I made zeros on every yeah. test, like I'm not defined by a test grade or the college that I went to or how successful I am. I'm defined yeah. by Jesus. Um, and so there is so much freedom in when we offer ourselves the grace that Jesus has offered us yeah. um, to move forward and to live out of that grace and yeah. to show other people that grace when they mess up too. Yeah. Um, it's just beautiful. Yeah, I think when we don't have empathy towards our younger kids' self, especially, and so I'm going to speak as a, a parent, mm-hmm. 
when my kid like is struggling with something or is you know being dramatic quote unquote yes they are being dramatic that's true i was dramatic with the story <laughs> what but with like telling the lie you know and yeah. and you know and all those things but at the same time to understand that oh like there are there are things happening here and th- it's just scary it's just mm-hmm. difficult as a kid and so trying to now realize okay so when when i am encountering my son and he is being dramatic mm-hmm. and i just treat it like it's like i ignore mm-hmm. it's because when i ignore that or i ignore him it's it's i'm not, and i'm not willing to engage and talk about it or work mm-hmm. through it with them and to whatever degree talking and working through something with a 2 year old is pretty difficult but <laughs> It's because I haven't been patient mm-hmm. and it's because I've ignored my little kid self. I'm like, when I was a kid, I was dramatic and no one sat with me mm-hmm. through it. No one sat in the valley with me in my death. They just said, get mm-hmm. up, buttercup, let's go. Which that's, in, s- in some ways, there is a, a moment for that. Mm-hmm. But also there are moments to sit with and rest. And I think I, and you got to know too as a parent, where do you swing? Where does your tendency swing? Mm-hmm. I s- swing towards the ignore Get over it, Buttercup. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. The reason is because I've ignored and said, get over it, Buttercup, to my little kid self. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've said it with much more vicious and right. violent words towards my little kid self. And so that's my temptation as a parent when I'm operating and working with my son is to ignore him, mm-hmm. to ignore his feelings, to ignore his emotions and say, we got to callous you up. We got to toughen you up. We got to push you through. That's where I'm going to swing more in the wrong direction now i think there's an opposite direction too where parents can also pendulum and swing towards and this isn't me but towards the over attention the Mm -hmm. over um the over like getting almost dramatic with the drama of your kid right that's not helpful either but holding attention of i believe you i hear what you're saying but here's the truth Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we're looking for i believe what you're saying i hear you Mm -hmm. i know that's what you feel and i know that's real but let's talk Mm -hmm. about the truth and let's work and t- dialogue really creating dialogue right. and relationship anything that snuffs out healthy relationship between a parent and a kid is usually rooted down to some degree with your own family of mm-hmm. origin or your own kind of um, being raised up um, in some degree or another and so maybe you were raised if you're the person to give a lot of attention maybe is maybe there is an element of i i was maybe raised as maybe I was an idol to my parents, Mm -hmm. which is also abuse. If your Mm -hmm. parents idolize you, Mm -hmm. they're abusing you because you're taking the place of God in their life Mm -hmm. that's only made for God. Mm -hmm. And so that might be where you swing if you're a parent who's like, oh, like I swing on the other side of Mikey. I don't ignore. I kind of over to the point where I become enmeshed with my child Mm -hmm. and like I'm obsessed. And that is where maybe there are some family of origin problems where maybe you are experiencing of maybe I was enmeshed with my mom. Maybe mm-hmm. I was enmeshed with my dad. And so that's also version, you know, and what I mean by enmeshment is you had an inappropriate, maybe emotional connection mm-hmm. with us, with a parent. Uh, and so maybe, maybe, maybe that's you. Uh, and I don't know. And, and, and Sarah, I, I don't know if that's any of your story mm-hmm. at all. Um, but uh, it, for me, mine was less of like, Mine had a little bit of enmeshment, so th- and there's different degrees, as always, but the pendulum, we're trying to hold the tension of believing mm-hmm. what they're saying, understanding that what they're experiencing is real, but also um, 
knowing that there's truth in it and knowing that grace is all over it, mm-hmm. covering it all. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of, and that's only possible because of Jesus. And, 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 right. and that's the only, and I think as parents, we want to change the behavior of our kids. Yeah. I think, um, just kind of thinking about that, um, that story that you told about kind of lying or whatever there is, there is this love, there's, there's the pendulum and there's the center, um, and, and a more balanced way of handling everything the way that, you know, all the trauma of my childhood, all the trauma of your childhood, I'd be interested. And one of the things that we like to do here, and one of the things that, um, I think is really important and really hard to do. So, and I'm not a parent, so (laughs) maybe way harder than I think it's going to be one day, but is there's a reason that little Mikey felt the need to lie to Mm. gain the attention of his classmates. And, and so while, you did do something that was wrong and there should be accountability for the lie um, and and maybe punishment to some extent or another. There's also room for us as parents, as disciplers. Like I see myself doing this with students all the time, getting frustrated when they do something, when they lie about something and I'm not their parent. Like when they bring their phone to camp. Yes. When they bring their freaking phone to camp, (laughs) you know who you are, JJ. (laughs) Am I allowed to call them out? Probably not. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. There are a lot of kids who have their phones. Yeah. Um, but to say, hey, Mikey, what? why did you feel like you needed a lot of your classmates? Yeah. Like, it doesn't change the truth of the lie. It doesn't change the truth of the matter. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily give you the attention. Yeah, it doesn't mean I didn't lie. I right. lied. So there's accountability there. But there's also like, let's figure out what the underlying cause of this lie was. And let's figure out. Why do you feel like you need to get drunk every Friday night as a 15 year old? Right. Why do you feel like you need to lie about gold being in your attic? Why do you, why are you, what happened that, that changed when you were studying for every right. test last year and this year you haven't studied yet? And I think that's where the frustration with parents get is they're, you're trying to look for the results in the behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and same for me with my son trip. I'm looking for results in the behavior. Mm-hmm. If he behaves a certain way, then I'm validated as a parent. Mm. And so if I behaved a certain way, for my parents and I was validated. Well, I learned the game and I learned how to behave, but my heart was cold and callous mm. to the gospel of grace. And I actually maybe didn't necessarily feel the love of Jesus until I got into a spot where there was no way out but Christ mm-hmm. uh, for me. Um, there was no redemption unless I went through the cross. Like there was nothing I could do to redeem myself mm-hmm. because my whole life I was being driven um, by trying to play the game and change my behavior to please my parents. If you have a child, so just saying this to parents, mm-hmm. that is perfect and behaves perfectly, <laughs> your kid is in great jeopardy mm-hmm. of missing out on eternity. And I'm not saying that like, but y- you should be concerned because your kid may be not, is maybe playing the game mm-hmm. really well, mm-hmm. the game of your house rules or the mm-hmm. game that you've set up, but is, is maybe missing the most important thing so, like, just be know that right. even if you do have the right results on the behavior side of things and you figured out how to do it, it could be you just have a kid that's really good at playing mm-hmm. by the rules, mm-hmm. but in the heart. And so this is what we're, we're trying to get at is, and it's really hard in American culture because American culture is so much about performing, doing, achieving, into creating environments for success, goal-oriented, all those things. Same thing for parents. It's really tempting for us not to give you five steps. We don't want to do that. And the reason why is because even if their behavior changes to perfect or Mm -hmm. gets worse, Mm -hmm. nothing matters besides their heart. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times like people, we can get sucked into, yes, the behavior reflects the heart, but also, you know, that's the same thing with legalism. Like it also reflects a heart that is reliant, not on Christ, but on their own works. Mm -hmm. 
And Jesus is the only one who can change hearts. He's the only one who can change your heart and your children's heart. Mm -hmm. He's the only one who can change. No matter how many podcasts you listen to, no matter how many times you engage with this content, Mm -hmm. no matter how many books you read, no matter how many times you go to church, you're never going to be able to, um, you're never going to be able to uh, change your heart yourself. Mm -hmm. It has to be done by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Has to. It has to be done. Yeah. by the Holy Spirit Amen. and by Jesus. Uh, so that is kind of where we want to bring you to, and we've been trying to bring you to over the as we've been doing this story work. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to leave you guys with just a, you don't have to do it, but a practice maybe mm-hmm. is going back and, and maybe exercising, writing a letter to your little kid version, like, and get into the details. What does your little kid look like? Mm-hmm. What are they wearing? What, do they have... Do they have their braces? Do, do you have braces? Do you have, you know, glasses? Like, what are the th- features? Um, and then write a letter to that kid um, in their moment of hurt and pain where maybe they didn't feel seen or ignored. And believe that kid. Mm-hmm. And then validate that kid. And then offer truth and mm-hmm. grace um, because of Jesus. And I think from that place, that's when we can really start realizing that, man, and we can really start pushing back against the temptation to make parenting about getting results and behavior Mm -hmm. and seeing and really our mission as parents is to be disciple makers which Mm -hmm. is bringing them to jesus Mm -hmm. we want to see we want to bring them to jesus and guess what guys we're going to talk about this more the only way to get to jesus and and really for kids to see that in you is your repentance Mm. is your confession is you saying i'm sorry you saying i'm wrong i've hurt you i've hurt others is them seeing you you follow jesus and the only way to, f- and part of following Jesus is kind of taking steps into this work. Uh, and so don't do it alone, though. Get a, Find a counselor. Mm-hmm. Talk to a pastoral staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, talk to us, uh, srsm at sevenrivers.org. If you have questions, uh, if you have thoughts, if you have ideas, um, if you have a story, share it with us. We want to yeah. know it. Uh, and, w- and we want to engage um, with you guys. Uh, we want to be in the spilt milk with you. <laughs> right? Let's go. So, Wow four episodes I, i'm the thing for me that like i'm loving is how much this has convicted myself yeah. so like oh yeah so for me just to be thinking who would have thought the lion king could just do it <laughs> the lion king is a life <laughs> the lord uses the lion king the holy spirit <laughs> moving through the lion king uh, we'll learn just, more about that on the culture cast that's right that's <laughs> right so well listen at the end of the day you're exhausted you were out you're tired and that's where you should be. Mm-hmm. Come to Jesus. Come to his feet and say, Lord, I need you. I need your help. Invite mm-hmm. him into this. All right? Don't do this alone. Invite us into it. Mm-hmm. We want to do it with you. All right. We love you guys. You matter to us. You matter. All right. Let's go. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. See you later. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here today for the Spilt Milk Podcast. We are so thankful that you tuned in. We would love for you to like and subscribe our podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Also, if you loved this content, we would love for you to share this with your friends. We think this is valuable content and we want it to get out there. Also, you can give us a five-star review. That would be super helpful. It gets it to people um, who it may not have gotten to otherwise. 
If you want to follow us anywhere else, you can follow us on Instagram at Seven River Student Ministry. You can also follow us on Facebook at Seven River Student Ministry. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, advice on how to podcast, <laughs> you can email us at srsm at sevenrivers.org. Thanks for tuning in today.